if you look at what's important to these guys and gals, so really four things. Challenge, they all want a great challenge. Number two, train. Give me the training, the skill sets to commit the challenge here. Number three is they like recognition. They want to be recognized for what they did. And then the money. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Hello and welcome to Status Go. I'm Alicia Gaba, VP of Marketing for InterVision, and I have with me today Noor Lodi, Vice President of Solution Engineering. Noor has a deep and wide history around the topic of hiring a great IT engineer. And that is because early in his career, he had various engineering roles, whether it was applications engineering, systems engineering, later on made the transition to the sales side of the house, leading systems engineering, solution engineering functions. His last gig around that prior to joining InterVision was at NetApp, where he led the entire systems engineering org. So if you are looking for an expert in hiring IT engineers, I would say Nor's the guy. He has easily hired over 100 engineers in his lifetime. So what we're going to talk about today is a really big challenge IT leaders are facing, hiring and retaining great IT talent. So Nor, thrilled to have you here. Welcome to Status Go. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you for a very generous introduction. It's nice to be here. So we'll start off. You've seen a very big evolution in the IT industry over the last 25 years. What impact has that had on the talent requirements? I think the the, the evolution of IT has been dramatic in the past 30 years and has gone through the various uh, stages from kind of transitioning from a mainframe to an open systems, which required a completely different skill set onto a more of a networking type of an environment and now onto the cloud. If you look at the IT teams itself, this has gone from truly, hey, cost center, evil necessity, got to have them to, this is the team that'll keep me relevant in the market. So as the industry has changed, as the market has changed, the skills have also dramatically changed along with that. And I think the skill sets that were relevant 10 years ago are, you know, are, are frankly old and stale. Not that they're not needed, but I think this is this is a industry where it's fast moving. Every 18 months, there's a new platform, there's new technology. Every six months, there's a new company on the block. And a lot have been asked of these guys to retrain and learn new technologies. So it's dramatic. It's, uh, you know, uh, learning on the job, learn quick and know it yesterday. So how would you describe the actual role of an IT engineer today? So if you look at a role of an IT engineer, they have been asked to not only keep the lights on, but deliver everything right now. It's always on, it's always right, and keep it secure. So IT guys know what to do to sit in the back closet and, you know, make sure your phone system is running or your email is flowing. He or she is a person that makes sure that when wherever your teams or your clients and the customers are and your, your, your vendors are, they're able to access systems in a secure manner and they're able to get information in real time. So it's all about being the real time. And that has added a completely whole, whole different dimension to what 
IT team does here. They don't think about just you know the box itself. They're thinking about the business more than the box, right? And I think that's a big transformation. Ten years ago or fifteen years ago, you asked an IT guy, "Hey, what does your company do?" You, you might get an answer. You know, I'm not so sure. I think we are in parts business. We ship we ship car parts, right? They don't know exactly the supply chain and what the compelling events are. What happens if certain system fails? Where the revenue comes from? That's changed now. IT has been asked to be the profit center for the company, lead the change, help them transform their business. So really the big shift is around, don't be a techie only, be a, a somebody who understands technology and business. The big topic is is really digital transformation, which you've just hit on, and then cloud. You yeah. know, that's another those those right. two things, and they're obviously have a lot um, of correlation. Have undoubtedly had a big impact here. Yeah. So, if you're an IT leader and and you're really trying to take on initiatives related to cloud and digital transformation, what are you seeing in terms of IT leaders making those decisions? Do I hire in-house talent? Do I retrain existing staff? Do you evolve and retrain? Do you outsource? What are you seeing, Nor? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question. So before I answer the question, I want to kind of take a moment and, you know, make sure that everyone understands how does an, an engineer think, right? I mean, if you, and this could be an IT engineer, this could be a systems engineer, this could be a development engineer. I think that they, they, a great engineer thinks very similarly regardless of what they actually do. So if, if you look at, you know, what's important to these guys and gals are really, right, four things. Challenge. They all want a great challenge, right? Hey, give me a great challenge I can go after. Number two, train. Give me the training, the skill sets, and resources to meet the challenge here. Number three is they like recognition. IT engineers, they may be very reclusive guys in the back of the closet. At the end of the day, they want to be recognized for what they did. And then the money. So that's how a that's how I think I felt, and I've always measured, right, how does an engineer think here? Now, if you think about... You know, as, as we look at the, the fast-moving requirement of the skill sets from on-premises, uh, classic IT infrastructure, right, siloed systems, multiple systems, now onto the cloud, it's, it's fast-moving and changing. The question that everyone is asking right now is, how do I truly go faster? Go faster means I need to innovate faster. I need to be able to make things actually run quicker, faster in real time and in a secure manner here and in a very fast changing environment here. So do I really, you know, retrain my staff? Do I go do I go and hire people from outside? Do I outsource? I think the answer is really all three. You can't just have one strategy. It really is a mix of all three. The mix depends on your company, your makeup, your team specifically, how motivated the team is to kind of make the transformation. If I'm a betting person, I'll bet on somebody who I know, somebody who has been with me through the journey here. You have a pretty good chance to take that person, that team, that group through a transformation versus kind of letting them all go, let's hire new people here. So you got to measure that carefully in terms of the mix of how much I'm going to hire versus how much I'm going to retrain. The big thing is going to be, does my team have enough time to train themselves here? So if you look at a classic IT environment, you know, this is a pretty industry standard uh, data here. 80% time is being spent on keeping the lights on. That means 
most stuff that an IT guy does today is tactical. And 20% is truly around new projects here. Well, when do I learn, right? That mix of itself is pretty, I would say, challenging if you were trying to transform your company. And B, that leaves absolutely no time for anyone to go and retrain and learn and develop new skill sets here. So you got to take a hard look at, at your team. Who is the right member of my team that's going through transformation? I think with the right inspirational leadership, I believe the majority of the team will is willing to go through the transformation provided you're going to give them time and training. So you look at your what they're doing today, kind of develop the matrix of stuff that people have to manage and deal with inside the IT shops here. And how can I unencumber my IT team so they can go and acquire new skill sets there? So you're going to find that, hey, can I outsource a certain piece of the business? My phone, for example, my email, right? my monitoring of my networking infrastructure. I mean, these are the things that I think are low-hanging fruit in many IT shops that they can simply outsource to a third-party service provider. And then that will effectively give them time back to retrain the team. Second piece is, is, is hiring. I think there are certain skill sets that, are, that, are, I mean, that you may need to hire to. For example, coding could be a skill set. Deploying infrastructure in Amazon it's very different than coding a, a an application through a some sort of a CI/CD pipeline. Here, that is a whole different skill set. Some of the staff members may be able to acquire the skill set, and you may have to go hire to the skill set here. So I think it's going to be a mix of both. But I would absolutely look at first internally, right? What my team is doing? How are they spending the time here? What can I in, unencumber them with so they can go learn the new skill sets? And when you talk about what what drives IT engineers, which is really at the end of the day, probably no different than anyone else um, in a position, yeah. right? The recognition, the all of those things that you listed yeah. off. Um, I, I absolutely agree that looking internally, especially at your top talent and figuring out what do I get off their plate? Sure. So they can innovate for us and for our organization. They know, they know the organization deeply. So that's a big opportunity. So you've been exposed to a variety of IT approaches and and IT leaders in the industry. Are you seeing any interesting ways that our clients have approached this transition of skill sets within their IT department? I, I I did, you know, I, we have we have a customer base that's that's very diverse. We have clients who are been with us for past fifteen years. These are financial organizations, these are healthcare organizations, these are old tech firms that have been around the valley for multiple decades. Then we have a list of clients who are literally no more than five years old, born in the cloud companies here. And if you look at, for example, companies who have been around for a while, which with classic IT departments that are managing large-scale on-premises infrastructure, what I'm finding is that the right leaders are actually retraining their existing staff and retraining to very specific skill sets, right? So they have development plans for all the team members, and they're not developing, they're not sending them to night classes. They're not saying, hey, dude, drop your family someplace else over the weekend and, and, and learn this new skill set here. They're actually making time during the weekday, during the work hours, right? Pulling them to off what they're doing into classrooms 
hiring instructors and training them. Now, that could be a you know, cloud training. That could be a Python coding training. That could be a, a learn how to use Puppet and Chef and so you can, you can do config management and automation with the infrastructure, right? It could be all the above. But really, you know, the great ID leaders, I think, are identifying the next-gen skill sets, working with consulting firms, looking at what's happening in the industry, talking to the analyst community, and mapping their future state, right? So that's the big thing you got to do here. If you, if, you are, if you are a company that's been around for a while and is, is aspiring to kind of go into the next, you know, several decades as a successful organization, you have to evolve and evolve fast here. That means your future state must be well-defined, right? So you spend, so I would say invest time understanding your company's future state. That will distill down into IT's future state and then do a, a gap analysis of where you are. If I got to be here in three years where I'm running half of my IT, for example, in the cloud, and in a lot of companies have very specific goals. They will tell you that my goal as CIO is to, you know, move 50% of my apps into Amazon, okay? Well, are you ready for it? What will it take to get there? Yeah, yeah, you can certainly hire Accenture's of the world and other large companies, and that may still be need to get you there, but you'll still need your core IT group to kind of go there because learning how to how to lift and shift is, is one skill set and learning how to manage is a second skill set, right? And if you even hire a company that will help you lift and shift you into the cloud, you will still need your existing team to manage a lot of those operations here. So they have to learn no matter what you do, in-source or outsource here. So what you can find is that the gap analysis will give you a roadmap to your future state here. And that will eventually drive the development programs for the team so that I'm seeing a lot happen in my um, uh, customer base, uh, especially in the Valley, if you will, and wherever we operate uh, as, as a company, not fast LA and, and central geographies. What's happening in the, in the born the cloud companies, these companies are truly hyper growth, hyper fast. They are, they're not able to manage their growth. They're not able to consolidate and be, run their teams efficiently. So what they're lacking is truly discipline of how to run the mature IT shop here. And that's maybe a different skill set, right? That may require them to go hire a proper CIO that will help them consolidate the IT infrastructure and make sure that the redundancies are eliminated from an IT infrastructure perspective. Uh, they're running efficiently, cost under control here. It's a different skill set, yet you need the skill set too. And that's really a, a, a case of where the companies are teaching their young team who has born the cloud how to be mature, a different skill set training, right? Could be an ITIL 3.0, could be a new CIO, and then under the, the guidance of the new CIO, how do you kind of uh, evolve into a mature IT organization here? But you see constant you know, human innovation happening at multiple levels in, at both of the end of the spectrums, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a born in the data center organization, yeah. you've got to bridge the gap to cloud. And if you're yeah. a born in the cloud, you kind of have to bridge the gap the other way to, exactly. to really revisit what are some of these practices, whether it's ITIL or what have you, that will enable us to scale and, and be secure. And so that's a really interesting um, premise that you put out there. Yeah. How are you? How are you seeing organizations finding the best talent? What are what are some best practices to make sure that you're positioned to find and then acquire the best yeah. IT talent? 
So there's really two places you do it, right? You're going to go out and steal from your competition, right? There is a, there's a talent warfare, which is very pervasive across organizations, right? And that's not easy, by the way, because the, the chances of your best guy being unhappy are fairly low because there's a good chance that you have given them He's he's well taken care of. He is he's making the money he wants to make. He has a job of what he wants to do here. So how do you really hire, right? So a I would say create a challenge, a vision for the company, which is very much a public vision. It can be communicated to your staff, your employees only. It has to be really outside the company where you are attracting talent based on what you aspire to be as the company. I've always maintained that I want to be the team that everybody wants to come and work on, right? That's kind of my mantra as a leader for a long time, that I want to be the team that people want to come and join. Well, how do you become the company that people want to join, right? That's, I think that, and that's a bigger job than just the CIO or the hiring managers. It's a culture that you have to project outside the organizations and your company mission. And how do you connect to the new generation? I mean, they think differently. They care about things that I think, you know, uh, some of the old generation may not have cared about, right? So I think there, there's that generation gap. So understand the mindset of that generation and attract to that, right? And B, I think it's going to be, it's going to come down to to hire from colleges, right? You got to go and really colleges are, I think, stepping up. I've hired a couple of interns who I brought on full-time on board in my organization. And these guys have changed how we do things. We just hired an engineer six months ago who graduated from a UC system back in the Bay Area, he came in and became my top automation guy week three on the job. He's taking all my manual processes in my lab environment in my service delivery delivery organization and automating that and has made a huge, enormous impact in terms of how we actually service our customers here. That, I think, is a unique skill set, right? They think differently. So you got to go to these colleges. You got to go and put yourself out there and hide aggressively because... And I can, but you got to have that vision. You still have to have that great company vision that they want to go and work for you, right? And really create an environment of innovation here. So like I talked about, what's the number one thing engineers look for? It's the challenge. Am I being challenged here? That means, am I going to do something new? Great IT leaders have a huge responsibility to make sure that they are creating the platform for innovation in their organization here, right? A platform that will attract talent, will give them space to innovate, allow them to learn and train. You know, I, I hear a lot of these kids go work for these companies because they have free food and, and free gym. I honestly, I call BS on that. I, I think nothing could be further from the truth. I think they go there because these companies have a great vision and, and they're able to project the, the, that vision and mission outside their organization that attracts this talent here. Not the free food. It's not even the money. I mean, a lot of companies pay big money, so it's really going to come down to the challenge, right? And then the training to kind of meet the challenge. So that culture of innovation, I think, is key to attract and retain talent. What are you seeing as some of the hardest roles to attract and hire? That's a great question. So I think three, four roles are pretty hard to hire right now. So if I look at the biggest growth is happening in the cloud right now. So obviously, Cloud is tough to hire. Now, you may be able to find a guy who knows just a cloud, but this is not just about knowing a cloud. This is about really understanding the IT workflow end-to-end, right? So someone who understands on-premises, somebody who has dealt with existing infrastructure that runs on-premises and understands how to bridge that with the cloud. You need experience for that. 
because a lot of the new new kids from the college is not going to have that. And you're going to need somebody who knows both the on-prem and off-prem to hire to that skill set. And I we call them now cloud architects. They're hard to hire, right? Second would be folks that understand really automation along with some machine learning and maybe there's AI piece to it. So the whole area of machine learning, AI and automation is is huge. It's all about making the right decisions in real time and executing them automatically here. So that really means, you know, have the skill of machine learning, have understands how AI operates here, be able to core to it, and then be able to go out and automate against that, what action will be taken. And third, I would say is, is, uh, is uh, going to be around the whole DevOps piece. So a, a crucial piece is, you know, running code as infrastructure, that means, Everything in IT is automated. Things happens automatically here, right? And things are changing very, very fast. You're making changes on your product, on your website, on your portals in real time, right? And that triggers changes in workflow, your IT infrastructure in real time. So somebody who really understands the whole DevOps, CI, CD, and the whole entire pipeline, I think that's a that's the price skill set. And fourth is going to be, which is equally important, is security. Security is enormous. It's paramount to any organization's success and transformation. Because what we have, what we have effectively done is we have opened the the back door of our homes, right? And we're connecting that back door to a virtual home that sits in the cloud. So there's a lot of vulnerabilities in your into an infrastructure. You so say, how do you secure that? So somebody who understands cybersecurity, somebody who understands on-prem security and can security end-to-end and is has a has a both the the the, the tactical skill sets and the strategic skill sets needed to secure the the organization and its and its uh, crown jewels. I think these are four skill sets that are I think extremely hard to hire right now. Well, and those skill sets are all on the forefront, right? Which really just reinforces the point that you made earlier that you've got to position your organization and create this culture around innovation to really have a shot at hiring and retaining the best talent. Yep. So, Nor, we've covered a lot of ground today. I think we've certainly heard that the needs around the skill sets of IT engineers have transitioned dramatically over the last 25 years and especially the last 10 years. And IT leaders, you know, you're really saying, look, you've got to look at where are you today? Where do you need to go? And then where can you focus your top IT talent and building out skill sets that will help bridge that gap? And then where do you need to look at other ways to augment your talent pool? So as we go into the closing, let's just, I'll pose the question for you. What's the one thing you would challenge IT leaders to do differently tomorrow around this topic? I would say invest in your teams. Your, your team is your most prized capital that you have. So make sure that you are giving them the, the platform and the culture of innovation, time to kind of train themselves to meet the challenge that they have and, and really unencumber them. You know, these guys are, I think, running long hours. They're working hard and you know, they are, they're in the weeds. So how do you truly give them time back so they can go and learn the skills that your company needs to make you successful. That I think is, is absolutely key to it. So I will always move forward with a trusted employee or trusted team member versus somebody who I don't know. So you got to have that balance there. Look for things that you can automate, look for places uh, that you can outsource, right? But in your IT infrastructure, these two things 
you know, doing these two things is going to give you tremendous time back to your team members so they can go and learn new skill sets, uh, make them relevant to where the industry is going so you can get there faster. Well, Noor, I've absolutely loved having you join us on Status Go here with InterVision, and I hope to have you back many, many times. You've provided a ton of great insight and expertise around IT talent and hiring great engineers. So thank you so much for your time. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Alicia. It was a pleasure being here with you guys. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.